whiskey match that this is a good start hi i'm chris pullman (laughs) and i'm gloria ackerman (laughs) this week that's where i was trying to get to uh we are reviewing talking about mash season two episode 19 the chosen people and season two episode 20 as you were you want to start with sure uh, um the chosen people it has a couple basic Uh, plots has a lot of plots but some of the basic ones is a korean family claims that the 4077th is set up on their farm and they want the unit to move and the other one is a uh, korean young lady said that radar is the father of her child so there's our two two in the many themes um we get to see father mulcahy um and Clinger, they're not in the main credits again, which Laura mm-hmm. mentioned, but they yep. are in the back credits still. Yep. It was hilarious. A cow came into Colonel Blake's tent <laughs> when he was shaving, <laughs> and he thought it was radar. <laughs> Come in, radar. <laughs> and can you imagine just turning around, turning around and seeing yeah. a big cow behind yeah. you? I think it was a bull, or was it a cow? Um, from what we heard, it was supposed to be a female. A female. So a cow. Yeah, female cow. But, yeah, I loved um, Colonel Blake's comment when Radar from outside the tent yells, Colonel Blake, there's a Korean family out here. Yeah, well, there are dogs in here. <laughs> Big dog. Yeah. And with the Korean family, uh, it was hilarious because Father Mulcahy came up and yelled, Oh, ho, any of you folks Catholic? Mm-hmm. Not now, Father. <laughs> not now, Father. <laughs> I don't remember who said not now, Father, though. I've it written would... down, but I don't have it. Who uh, said it? Probably Colonel Blake. Probably. Yeah. Not I'm now, sure. Father. <laughs> up to my navel and locals. <laughs> uh, what stuck out for you? Oh, lots of things. Yeah, this I re- was, there was so much going on. These are, I really like these two episodes. I can't say that they're two of my favorites because then I would be saying every other episode was one of my favorites. But but these two um, are memorable. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things with Radar being, with uh, Chun-Hee naming Radar the father of her child, that just introduced all sorts of subtle hilarity that I loved. Um like when Frank called him a dirty little non-com. Yeah. Frank, you have kids. Yes, but I'm married. But I'm married. And an officer. You dirty little non-com. Um, but, you know, like when Chun-Hee comes in originally, just watching Henry react to her story as it gets more and more clear that she's claiming somebody at the 4077th was the father. Yeah. He goes from just being nice to closing the office doors and... But yeah, she comes in with a baby saying that he's the son of uh, G.I. Joe yeah. from 4077 MASH. Well, that's our phone number. <laughs> um, and you could hear him blaming McIntyre and Pierce yeah. immediately. Yeah. Him, doctor, <laughs> spoke to me like wind song. Yeah, well, Pearson McIntyre sure can shovel the old wind <laughs> <Wind's> song. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed having uh, Sam Pack. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Moriata. Mar- Mar- yeah, having him back again. 
Uh, we saw him previously in Deal Me Out. They're very lucky he was there also because he could go talk to all the people. Right. Yeah, and you know, that was the really nice part is he was helping be an intermediary between the family and, and the doctors. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. But, yeah, I loved uh, when it started out. First of all, in surgery, Captain Pack was there to observe Hawkeye was trying to learn Korean, and so he was trying out these phrases on Sam, and what was the first one? Like, uh, he says something, and Sam says, I'm very sorry to hear that. Didn't I just say this? No, you said your uncle is suffering from... Gas. Gas. <laughs> and then Hawkeye is like, well, how about this one, Sam? And says another one. Oh, jeez. What? Didn't I just say this? No. Apparently now your uncle is now pregnant. Pregnant, yep. Um, and Frank was not happy. He's just never happy. I just no. <laughs> yeah. I speak American. I can go anywhere in the world. Uh, and people can understand me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Frank, for making Americans look better. Um, but I do love that... Uh, Hawkeye was trying to learn Korean. That was cool. And once they're brought into the office and Radar's brought in, and then Shin-He identifies Radar as the father of her the child. The doctor. The doctor, Radar. Um, then Captain Pierce says, Chuka Aboji. <laughs> what does that mean? And Sam says, Mazeltoff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for explaining it in English. Um, um, just a lot of little plot things that were cool. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, when Hawkeye and Trapper came in, when Henry called them about Chun-Hee, um, Hawkeye said, Henry, you got to do something about the Korean family. It's getting hard to cross the compound as he <laughs> knocks his boots against... The cow was producing a lot of <laughs> manure. Manure. <laughs> yeah. And the little boy was running around shining everyone's shoes. It was Shanjo? so hilarious. Shanjo, Shanjo. Shanjo? And um, yeah. I, every time you looked at him, he was shining uh, Colonel Blake's again. So oh. Colonel Blake said to Radar, pay the kid. So yeah. Radar tries to give him a candy bar and he says, Candy bar? <laughs> dollar shine, dollar. Dollar for shine, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Radar, pay him. Take it out of petty cash. You, you used all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I also but really the... loved in terms of acting in this episode, I thought everybody did a really good job. Um, but specifically, as far as the shoe shining goes, when they're outside, which they actually were, they were on location for this. At least the, you know, when they were in the compound, they were on location. You could tell. When... Henry is trying to decide what to do with this family. He's talking to Frank. He's talking to Sam. And this whole time, you basically get a shot of his thighs up past his head. And his leg keeps jumping up. As if it were being grabbed to get a shoe shine. Oh. So he was... Okay. He was putting in that level of detail. Because it would be super easy to just ignore that. But I don't know if they actually had somebody down there just like grabbing his, his foot, foot and putting it up or if he was doing that but i just appreciated 
that level of detail in the episode. And that, that little kid shined everyone's shoes. They said there wasn't a shoe left that needed a shining. Radar, can you take care of him before he gives me a manicure? Pedicure. Pedicure? I'm sorry. I don't get those done, so I'm not sure. Yeah, a pedicure. Um, what are some other good ones? There was just so many things going yeah. on. A fun episode that you just it, walked away smiling. Yeah. Because the little baby was so cute. And yeah. Frank, we all... We all um, Chris, Laura, and I were all watching the same baby. Chris thought it was younger than their baby, Ryan. <laughs> Laura thought it was the same age, and I thought it was older. And it's yeah. funny how we all looked at a baby and saw different ages. Yeah. Speaking of the baby, when Frank comes in, while they're dealing with oh. Chun He and the baby, Frank comes in and says, you've got to do something about the family. And Henry, constantly throughout the episode, is basically saying, one crisis at a time. And uh, Frank says, well, aren't you going to do something, Colonel? You have, or are you just going to sit here and watch a woman nurse? Is that woman nursing? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, Fr Hawkeye says, no, Frank. That's a little midget doing maternal chin-ups. Chin yeah. <laughs> what I thought was great. And then Frank says something to the effect of, the family is making a shambles out of the camp, and Captain Pack is there and says, how can you make a shambles out of out a of shambles? shambles. <laughs> so, which is true yeah uh, another neat little fact or another uh, factoid or observation we get to the point I mean this obviously has to happen over several days uh, Radar takes Chun He and her baby to the mess tent to eat she's eating with chopsticks and then we see Captain Pack oh, yeah. Henry and Father Mulcahy outside of post-op eating out of bowls, what is supposed to be some sort of spicy Korean dish. Father Mulcahy and Henry are eating with chopsticks. Sam, who is the, is supposed to be the Korean in this episode, is eating with a fork. <laughs> yeah, Laura pointed that out. That was that was hilarious. Well, you noticed it too. I didn't yeah. even notice it. I thought it was funny though. Yeah. Little details like that that mm -hmm. you know they planned out. So mm. it's hilarious yeah another detail as far as that goes one way um the way that frank suggested they figure out if radar could be the father of the baby was to compare m the mother's blood type the baby's blood type and radar's blood type because then you know and i don't know if this is accurate but when they were talking about blood types well actually no we know that they used rh factors um they were talking about just like vanilla plain blood types. They weren't using positive, negative, whatever. But, you know, they did look and they compared Radar's blood type, which at least in this episode was B, the mother's blood type, which was O, and the baby's blood type, which was A. So there's no way that Radar could have been the father if that was her child. But at the end, Radar said he was the father. Yeah. Radar storms in just a moment too late to say it was me. I had two beers and I was looking for trouble. And <laughs> she was walking home and, well, I don't want to say anymore in front of our baby. Right. So he tried to take responsibility even though it wasn't his child. Yeah. Because he wanted to do the right thing. Right. And then um, as what ends up happening, the civilian family gets put on a truck and shipped out shouldn't he and her baby are kind of absorbed by that family i think and they she so, goes 
with, with the truck because her family has ostracized her because of the baby and the affair that she had with a GI. But um, just how Radar then has this moment with Hawkeye where he says, you know how I said I did? Well, I, I couldn't. I didn't because I don't and I never... But it sure felt good when everyone thought, thought that I, I did. did. Yeah. Which, again, this is just another part of really trying to rebrand Radar as this young, naive, innocent, innocent person. Because, as we recall, in the Army-Navy game, where they were getting bombed out... He used that as an excuse to get a nurse to go to the supply club or the supply room with him right. to test out the mattresses. So we know that he has. Well, unless he struck out, but it seemed like it was happening yeah, it at that point. Yeah, it seemed like it was a sure thing. Especially when he then used that line again at the end of that episode to try and get another nurse, right? Or, who ended up being Klinger. <laughs> but. So, I mean, you know, it's just one of those, another point of where they're intentionally rebranding Radar as this innocent, childlike figure, which I don't mind. No, I, I like him that way. I like him that way. It, I, yeah, it, it's who I picture Radar to be. Mm -hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just, you know, to point that out, this is another point where they're doing that. As well as in the next episode when he actually gives his age to somebody on the phone. Yes, which shocked me. Yeah, but before we get there, anything else you had about nope, this? Nope, I have. We covered everything I had. Okay. One last comment from me. Um, at the end of the episode, a nurse hits on Radar. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I think it's the same one that asked him if he was a virgin in the uh, one episode. Oh, really? Which I'm trying to think. It was a Dear Dad episode, I think. Yeah, what? and she asked him this episode, Radar. do you have any plans for the movie tonight? Yeah, and then she walks off, which seemed a little weird, but um, the actor was Bobby Mitchell, and she played, apparently, Nurse Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, according to the credits. And it was funny because Radar had said earlier that all he was wearing was his <laughs> Par scarf. Paratrooper scarf. Paratrooper scarf. When he was talking about how he took on this uh, Korean woman. Yeah. And so when this nurse saw, <laughs> made a pass at him at the end, Hawkeye was it Hawkeye? Hawkeye said, don't forget to wear your paratrooper scarf. It might have been Trapper, but they were both there. Right. So yeah, one of them said that. And yeah, I thought that was good. I did too. But there's a reason I mentioned uh, Bobby Mitchell, and we'll see why in a moment. So, uh, episode 20? As you were. As you were. So, um... This truly is, though, one of my favorite uh, episodes. Just because um, there's a saying, which I know I've mentioned on this podcast before, about long periods of mind-numbing boredom shattered by seconds of sheer terror. And this, if no other episode embodies that, this one does. This one does because we open on MASH, and it is clear that everybody is just bored. Not just like having half a day of downtime. They are bored out of their minds. Um, what are some things we see? 
were in the Oak Club to start. Radar's jamming out on the piano, which it looked like he was, like Gary Berghoff was actually playing. He played a bunch of instruments in real life. You know, so. they were they were showing the keyboard and the notes were along with the keys he was hitting. So I think he was actually jamming, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, Trapper was playing the slots. Hawkeye was playing pinball. There were a lot of other people there. We cut to see Henry Tanning <laughs> using the tops of two surgical instrument trays as Someone mirrors. Someone golfing. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, was that in the background? In, in the background. Okay. There was yeah. someone golfing and there were mm -hmm. four men dancing. I don't okay. know what that was all about, but yeah. yeah. Frank, uh, a little bit later, we see Frank lining up all the condiments oh, okay. in the mess tent. Um, so they all lined up all the way down the tables. So that if you... Uh, knelt down at one end of the table and looked, there would only be one ketchup bottle. And he organized them in order of their height and popularity. <laughs> so as you will see, there is ketchup followed by mustard, relish, um, mayo, mayo, your, your, uh, what was it, your, your vinegar, and there was something else. But, you know, he, it was just really weird. He had a string stretching the whole length of the mess tent to try and do this. Uh, we see Father Mulcahy washing his feet in his tent. Klinger comes in and says, Father, can I run something past you? Oh, of course, Klinger. Okay, I wrote a letter to General Mitchell. Dear General Mitchell. And he goes on and you know, said, here's a, another picture of me wearing a dress. And he hands the dress to <laughs> Father Mulcahy, or the picture. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if you do not give me a Section 8, I will send this picture to your wife and tell her that you've been seeing me on the side. Problem with Katie's comment is something like, Clinger, God works in mysterious ways, but you take the cake. You take the cake. I love that part, too, because he said, yes, on this day, the Pope usually washes mm. the feet of the poor, mm -hmm. and so we know that it was Holy Thursday, because he said... I'm just going to wash my own feet in... Since there's a little chance of His Holiness showing, showing up, up here. Right, yeah. so Father Mulcahy was washing his feet, so it had yep. to be Holy Thursday, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, we also see a little bit later, again, in terms of showtime, Trap and Hawkeye are sitting awake in their robes in the swamp with drinks, and you hear Frank get up. <laughs> And the camera pulls back, and there's a large shipping crate yeah. <laughs> about the rise, right size to enclose Frank's bunk. And it's shaking. I'm out of here! <laughs> they boxed Frank in. Yeah, and you see his finger poke out of an air hole and just feel around. <laughs> I'm out of crate! <laughs> we all feel like that sometimes, Frank. Um, Henry gives his monthly orientation lecture, because why put off? Until later, what we could do now that we have the time and we might as well use it. And no women were in the room. No women so were in the room. So it was just men that they yeah. were giving the sex talk to, none of the women. Mm -hmm. Some of you are going to be going home to your wives, some to sweethearts, and uh, some to both, as far as I know. So just remember, uh, clean is as clean does. and Steak. <laughs> and he finishes his lecture, Radar stands up. Sir? Do you think sometime you could give 
uh, us a talk on VD. Which was what the whole talk was about. <laughs> but Radar didn't get it because no. Henry was very nervous. Yeah, very nervous and talking around every right. single point. Um, and then they're about to uh, operate on Frank because Frank has a hernia that's apparently been bothering him for about a decade. So they have him on the operating table. Trapper and Hawkeye come in. Margaret's assisting. And then the, the sheer terror hits. Then, you know, it's just a deluge of casualties to the point where all the shifts are called in. They're all busy. Um, Frank has to get up. It's not time to fix his hernia. Yeah, which is great. Um, parenthetically. He gets up, and he's in a gown, so he's running off, holding the back of his gown, and Trapper says, you know, for a skinny guy, he's really built. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but they're operating. Father Mulcahy comes in and says, Supply wants me to tell you that we're dangerously low on whole blood. So they're obviously using a lot. Um, what else? It, they're just all busy. Uh, Frank uh, aggravates his hernia when he tries to pick up and move a heavy piece of equipment, so now they're down a surgeon. Um, but they did put off his hernia by putting his feet above his heart <laughs> yeah. and giving him something that yeah, made him happy. Whacked him out really bad. Because you're happy. Yeah. Well, they gave him a shot, and almost immediately he looked up at Hawkeye and went, um, oh, what was the name he called him? Something like, uh, I can't remember the name, but it was Jim? Yeah, Frank. Do you think the principal saw mm. us? Hawkeye just looks around. Carmen <laughs> leaves Frank and goes back to OR. Um, but, you know, we just see it. They're so busy that they can't, the doctors can't even get away from surgery to eat. So, Father okay, he's coming all around. Taking orders. Taking orders for food. Um... Henry orders a BLT on wheat toast. With a shake. With a thick chocolate shake. And this whole time while they're operating, shells are going off around the camp. So Radar is trying to get the shelling stopped. He's calling around trying to track down who's doing it. He did find out it was us shelling yeah. ourselves. They were just shelling closer than they thought. Yeah, and he found that out almost immediately and then he was trying to track down the actual unit doing the shelling so he could tell them to stop right he would be a different level like first he was a major then a lieutenant hi this is major uh, corporal major o'reilly yeah. this is lieutenant o'reilly lieutenant colonel o'reilly yeah. yeah and the first time he talked to somebody this is major o'reilly you need to stop the shelling what Oh, well, uh, I'm 19. <laughs> so we hear an age for radar. Which shocked me. I just guess. Do you think he was really 19 at that time or playing someone 19? Oh, I'm sure that he was playing someone 19. Okay, because he couldn't have been 19. No, I'm sure not. But, you know, if they're going with the whole um, innocent looking thing, they definitely had to make him younger, you know. Radar, so if you that, ever want to come on our <laughs> podcast, come join us. We'd love to hear your story. How old were yeah. you? Share it with us. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, I'm going to get someone on. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what were some other things so um i i didn't even do a real summary this is the whole summary i do this every once in a while but the thing is it's a real flow of an episode and everything so that's why i'm not i didn't really put a summary up front because it's all these little parts that come together Both to make these the whole were, like, story. Uh, so many little parts that mm-hmm. there wasn't like one story that we can, you know. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the basic. So many things going on. The basic summary of this episode would have to be like, they were bored, and then there was a lot of incoming casualties, and they were busy constantly, and then they were bored again. But that doesn't tell what really went on because you know, for instance, um, when Trapper takes a break when. Hawkeye's coming in after taking care of Frank. Um, Trapper steps outside, puts on his jacket, he lights up a cigar, and a nurse comes out and you know takes a puff. And Trapper says, "I'm on ten minutes," and she says, "I'm on ten minutes." And Trapper says, "Well, between us, we have twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. Let's go." <laughs> and she went with them. Yeah, they were sharing a cigar. Yeah, they also delivered a baby in this episode. Yeah, yes. So they did. I mean, that was a little. I don't know mm. where that came from or what that had to do, but just showing that there was tons of stuff. The power kept going in and out. Yep. There was no power on, mm-hmm. so they had to hold flashlights. And so it was really meant to be a crisis-like atmosphere. Radar, yeah, and the power finally goes out when Radar finally gets a hold of the company that was doing the shelling, and he says, Rizzo, come on. You know, move your fire 15 degrees west. Move your azimuth. Asthma, yes. And then a shell hits and it takes out the generator. No, West! West, Tony. <laughs> West. But then as they're delivering the baby, as Frank is getting his hernia operation, because he is just zonked out of his mind, um, they finish up. They get through their last couple casualties. They take care of Frank's hernia. They deliver the baby. And guess what? It goes right back to the boredom that it was. Our Henry Blake was back sun tanning. The other people were playing bat or golf, and mm-hmm. it was almost a picture of what had happened at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the end was the same as the beginning. Yeah, I agree. With a very messy middle. Yeah. So again, you know, it's long stretches of extreme boredom punctuated by moments of sheer terror, and that's exactly what this felt like. Um. I wonder what they'd rather have. Would you rather have the sheer boredom or the sheer craziness? You know, I remember, I think it was Band of Brothers that I was watching. You know, I've never served, so I can only go off of right. I've never. That sort of I've thing. always wanted to see that, though. That looks like a good movie. I have it on Blu-ray. You can borrow. Okay. Um, but the sense I got out from that movie was the soldiers would rather be in combat. Really? Because... I think I've heard this somewhere else, but it's like when you're just waiting, you're just imagining the worst. That's true. You you can't think of anything but the worst. But when you're actually in it, you're not thinking about anything. You're You're just just, participating. You're just participating. You're just reacting. Soldiers are trained to just react. So they just do what they're supposed to do. And that's it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and there's Ryan. And there's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to think. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, that's this episode. It's a really good episode. It really is one of my favorites. Because we did bring up the, the monkey suits. The monkey suits. That's where I was trying to remember where I was going. Right. That is the one other big thing about this episode that I remember I every time. When Margaret and Frank come into the swamp to ask Hawkeye and Trapper if they will do the operation, the hernia operation, they come in. And as she's going in, she says, well, they're not animals, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in gorilla suits that had just gotten delivered. Uh, Who knows why they ordered gorilla suits, but they had them. And they did such great imitations of gorillas. Like Jumping as around. Frank was talking, he was picking through his hair, looking for mm. the little lice to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were jumping all over the furniture in the swamp and... Yeah, it was quite funny. Um, some other things to note. Klinger and Father Mulcahy were in this episode. Still not listed as main cast members. But very relevant parts. Mm -hmm. So since we're almost at the end of the season, they must come onto the cast permanently next season. Okay. Because, you know, they're not going to do it for four episodes. Um, also worth noting, we had three nurses who were cited in this episode. We had Pat Stevens as Nurse Baker, Kelly Nakahara as Nurse Abel. This time. This time. And Bobby Mitchell was back in this episode as Nurse Murphy. So again, remember, last episode, The Chosen People, Bobby Mitchell was Nurse Lyons, which then brought up a point for us when we were watching, and Laura commented on it too, if you have these people back, why not just give them the same name? Right. I can't figure that out either. You know, and all I can think is maybe you know that that actor does a good job. And you know that you have a role to fill in the episode and it's like, well, we'll just get Bobby back. You know, Bobby was a great one to fill in for that. And the writers probably just put a name in. Right. And so it's like, you're playing nurse this this time. Right. Here's your line. Which is unfortunate because, like we said... At the end, they get their permanent parts. And, you know, really up until about halfway through this season, nurses were named consistently. Mm -hmm. Like like we had Ginger. Right, and... Uh, I can't think of the other one's names. Yeah. But, you know, we had Ginger. We had, um... Yeah, there were a few others. Leslie. Uh, Colonel Blake's living girlfriend was always the same. Uh... Who was the one that we always saw Hawkeye with before? Marcia Strassman was a nurse that was a regular. Mm -hmm. She's the one that was on Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay. And we don't see her anymore. Nope. So, yeah, it's like they got rid of a lot of their regular nurses that were returners. And they got this new batch of people that they do consistently use. But, but give them different names. But they give them different names, and they just recycle them. And it really is a shame, because... At least in my mind, because you have people like Kelly Nakahara and a lot of others who in the final episode of MASH, when they're all sitting in the mess tent, they give these characters backstories. They give them hopes and dreams for the future. Right. And these are people that we have seen around the camp. And gotten to know through the stories. Yeah. And, you know, you see the same person. It's like, okay, that's part of their story. But then there's this inconsistency of... Bobby Mitchell being Nurse Lyons versus Nurse Murphy and it would have been nice for them to be the same person 
But you can't go back and change it either. So no. done is done. Yeah. They figure it out sooner or later. Yeah. And then they have consistent characters. Which is nice. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, a, a move in a positive direction. The only other thing that I would point out. We are at episode 20 of season 2. And we know what starts happening to Margaret in season 3. She starts to see other people. Oh. From uh, Hot Lips and Empty Arms. Starting there and continuing on through the end of Frank's run, we see her, you know, looking for a more meaningful permanent, permanent relationship than she had with Frank. And in this episode, I really saw that because she was in her tent talking to Frank and being very supportive of him, but she had her hair down. And not just like not in the bun but down but down and made up and she wouldn't he frank specifically asked her what do you think of me as a doctor and she said you're in enough pain and wouldn't give him enough an answer yeah so, so she wasn't just sucking up to him mm -hmm. you know saying you're great you're great you're great i hadn't thought about that but yeah so you know again we're i think we're really starting to see her the, independence. The, her independence, the evolution of the character Margaret Houlihan, which she is such a strong woman and a strong character in this show that I always love when I start to see that happen. Yeah. You know? And, um... When women find their voice. Mm -hmm. Or whoever it is finds yeah. their voice. Yeah. And I love that with only a few exceptions. I think I'm going to say three exceptions. For the rest of the series, she never falls into the same pit of being dependent on a man like she is with Frank. And even when she does, it's temporary. You know, you have Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Donald Penobscot, which is one, and she isn't really dependent on him, other than in a financial sense. Here she tries to be. Yeah, which is the second one I would mention. And then you have Sergeant Scully. Oh, yeah. Which was a big exception to her rule of people who outrank her i right. mean pierce is still at least an officer but scully was just a man <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see sorry him. that's the only way to say no it. <laughs> no it really is and you'll see why <laughs> later right but um no i really love to see that evolution of margaret starting now as it continues right so, and by the way, uh, the two-part episode where her and Hawkeye really explore this sort of mutual attraction, I love how it points out that... That must be in a later season. Oh, it is. It's in okay. season seven, I want to okay, say. Okay, go ahead. Points out what? Um, Sorry. That just because two people give in to their desires for each other, it doesn't solve anything. You get these romantic whatever, roman romance movies, romantic comedies, where it's like, oh, we gave in to our love for each other, and now everything is grand. Right. Margaret and Hawkeye do it, and it is just crap. I mean, <laughs> nothing goes right after it's that. It's not a romantic it novel. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was situational, and it happened, but... It was, it was really great to see for that. It's like, no, this, this is what life really is. Really is. It's like it, love makes things messy. 
but then you still see that flame between them throughout the rest of the series. But she remains her own woman. Right. She does not become dependent on Hawkeye for her self-worth. Her self-worth is derived from her work, from what she's able to do as a nurse, as the head nurse of the 4077. Which is just a long way of, again, pointing out that her hair was down. In her this hair episode. was down in this episode. <laughs> so anyway, um, again, you know, we, at the top of the show, we told you what episodes we were going to watch. So that if you want to, you can jump onto Netflix. They have all the episodes from all the seasons out there. You can go out there, watch the episodes before you listen to us or after so that you can actually see what we're talking about and make your own judgments and give us input yeah if you agree with us if you don't agree with us head over to narclaninc.com n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com and we have a link there or we will have a link there i promise how to uh our facebook page if it's not there it's in the show notes from the podcast so facebook.com slash whiskey and mash Send us a message there. Tell us what you think. Otherwise, you can email the show directly, whiskeyandmash at narclanning.com. Like I said, over on the website, we have uh, on the Whiskey and Mash homepage, there is a table with all of our episodes out there where you can download the raw MP3 file or just stream it right from the website. If you would rather do the podcast thing, because this is a podcast, you can search for us on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Search for Whiskey and Mash, and then you can subscribe, and every time we post a new episode, you can get it automatically. Don't even need to worry about it. If you do head over to the website, you will see a couple of other podcasts that I do. Uh, One, Chris Reed's book that I do solo, and then uh, Geeks Apparently that I do with Laura. There are descriptions out there. You can go out there and check those out. I highly encourage you to. I think they're pretty good podcasts. Geeks apparently is coming out about every other week right now because we have a baby. <laughs> and it's, it's the both of us. So if we did it every week, we'd probably have to get a sitter or something. But the whole point is that we are parents, so we usually have Ryan in the room. Anyway... That's not this. And she does a great job. Yeah. (laughs) She poops every time. Every time. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, this is not Geeks. Apparently, this is Whiskey and Mash. We welcome your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know that you are listening. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please uh, rate the podcast. Leave us some reviews to help other people find us. In the meantime, I'm Chris Pullman. I'm Gloria Ackerman. And see you next time. See you next time. I already drank all mine. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.